Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're drawing close to the end of the 23rd chapter of Matthew. And I want us just to give a, a little brief synopsis here to start with. If you remember, the religious rulers had come to Jesus and said, Hey, by what authority are you doing what you're doing and saying what you're saying? And Jesus started answering that and gave some parables related to it. And then he turned and he spoke to the crowds and his disciples with the Pharisees and the scribes there. And he says, hey, you know, these scribes and Pharisees, they've seated themselves in the chair of Moses. And we've been through all that. So go back and look, listen to the previous episodes if you missed that. And Because he, he was saying this, do what they tell you to do when it's part of the Mosaic law. When they're teaching you the truths out of the words, do that. But don't do what they do in their deeds. And then he starts describing some of that stuff and describing how they love to be called rabbi. They love the place of honor and they love the respectful greetings. They love to be called leader. And Jesus said, don't do any of that. Don't, don't let anybody call you a teacher like that. Don't, don't demand that somebody call you father or leader. <clears throat> know this, that the greatest among you will be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles themselves will be exalted. And then he says this, but woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. And he says it over and over and over. And then he tells them why. Because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from the people who are trying to attain it. Because you devour widows' houses. And because for pretense you make long prayers. <clears throat> because you'll travel all over the world and make a proselyte out of somebody. You make them twice the son of hell that you are. Because you sit there you're a blind guide, and you tell people, well, if you swear by the temple, that doesn't mean anything, but if you swear by the gold in the temple, then you're obligated to keep that sworn oath you just made. That kind of foolishness. And he continues on, and he says, woe to you, you hypocrites, because you tied the smallest thing, the mint, the dill, the cumin, the smallest of spices you make sure that you tied, and yet you neglect the things that are really significant, the weightier provisions of the law, as Jesus said justice and mercy and faithfulness he called them blind gods okay he said woe to you. you you're clean on the outside and you look great and wonderful but on the inside you're full of and remember in the previous episode we went through this that they're full of robbery and self-indulgence that they're like they're full of dead men's bones they're full of all uncleanness they're full of hypocrisy they're full of lawlessness and he says you're going the same path that your forefathers did, and you're very proud of the fact. You say, oh, yeah, my forefathers, you know, they killed the prophets, but we would never do that. He said, but you're literally doing the same thing. He's letting them know he knew what their plan was. And lastly, he calls them a brood of vipers. And he says, how are you going to escape the judgment of hell? The idea being that they're not going to escape the judgment of hell. Now listen to these next three verses. Verse 34, Jesus says this. He's continuing right out of all that. He says, and therefore... Behold, I am sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. Let me stop right there. It's in the middle of a sentence. It's the end of that verse. 
So is Jesus talking about that he's doing that right now, or is he quoting the Old Testament passage? Well, he's actually doing both. Uh, in most of the Bibles, it's not marked as an Old Testament passage, but if you go to 2 Chronicles 36, it says this, 15th verse. The Lord, the God of our fathers, or their fathers, sent word to them again and again by his messengers because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they continually mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people. So I believe what Jesus is doing right here is that he's using that passage out of Second Chronicles to tell them what is about to occur. He said, this has happened. Okay, what happened in Second Chronicles, the Lord did that back in your forefathers' day. But guess what? You're doing it all over again. He says, I'm sending prophets out and wise men and scribes, and you're going to kill some of them. You're going to crucify them. And some of them you're going to scourge. And you're going to persecute them from city to city. Verse 35 continues. So that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on earth. From the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple or the sanctuary and the altar. That's the main reason I'm thinking that he's saying, yes, it's upon this generation right here. Then the next verse, he says this, truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. So what's the Lord saying? He's saying this has been going on. You've already testified what your forefathers have done and you're doing the same exact thing. I'm going to send forth prophets. I'm going to send forth wise men and scribes and you're going to kill them. You're going to do the same thing. You're going to persecute them. But all this is happening, that the fullness of the guilt of the righteous blood that has been shed on earth will come forth. And it's going to come forth upon this generation right here that rejects me. And he goes all the way back to Genesis with Abel, from the righteous blood of Abel. Remember, Cain killed Abel. <clears throat> so from this passage right here, Jesus is testifying that, right, that Abel was righteous, that he was right. To the blood of Zechariah. And this comes out of Zechariah uh, uh, verse 1, chapter 1, the son of Berechiah, we think is him. And apparently the religious rulers murdered him. And they murdered him in the temple. <laughs> so Jesus is saying, you know what? This is the depth of evil that's going on right now. This is what's happening, and I know it. And he says, truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. This guilt is going to come upon this generation. Well, how's it going to come <clears throat> upon them? It's going to come upon them because they're planning and they're going to kill the Lord. Now, let me just read these last two verse, three verses, and it closes out the chapter. Jesus just, he, he's had this encounter here, these religious rulers, and then he just cries this out to everybody. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you, from now on, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's sort of a wild thing right there. He, he just shouts forth this loud cry of lament 
And he says, how often have I wanted to gather you together as children? You know, like a hen does with her chicks under her wings, <coughs> but you were unwilling. Rather, you killed the prophets that were sent with the word. You stoned those that have been sent to you. But Jesus says, here's what's going to happen to you now. Your house is going to be left to you desolate. Okay, the house is going to be left desolate. Within a generation, that temple would be destroyed. Now, in Scripture, a generation is 100 years. It can be 40 years. It can be 20 years. It depends on the context. And this context right here is 40 years. And we know that less than 40 years later is when the temple was destroyed. We know that historically. The last thing he said is this. From now on, you're not going to see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Some of them would see him in a few days and would be crying exactly that phrase. Others refuse to do that. They will see him in the future, and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He literally turns around and he walks out. It's the last time Jesus was in the temple complex. And we go to Matthew 24. You cannot understand Matthew 24 or 25 if you don't understand what's happened here in 21, 22, and 23. We got a little better understanding of it now. We'll press on the next time. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.